Oh my god, guys. Annoyed lemon here. What is happening? What is going on? Can you believe it? Can you believe, sorry, the Disney adults have ran me off TikTok? I can't. Listen, you know if you follow me over there on TikTok, you knew that I I was always talking about I'm going to get banned. Here we go. It's going to happen. It was going to happen because I'm no stranger to a community guideline violation, right? I get them for anything and everything. I've told Gwyneth Paltrow, one of the biggest friggin' movie stars in the world to fuck off. I've gone toe-to-toe with Bethany Frankel and got my community guidelines from her. She blocked me even. Everything in between. I've gotten community guidelines for telling people to fuck off before. I've gotten them for just the subject matter of the memoirs that I go over it's too sensitive of a subject matter. They made me take away the whole Jeanette McCurdy series on her book, I'm Glad Your Mom Died. I mean, I'm no stranger to the violations. And I always knew that the demise of the Annoyed Lemon account was looming and hanging in the wings or whatever. But if you would have told me in the end that it would be Disney adults who did it, I would have never thought. But you know what? Now I would. Now I would believe it because, Lord, I didn't know, but I know now what they're really like. Holy Christ. Let me get a drink. Hold on. And when I say Disney adults, I don't mean every fucking motherfucker that ever visited Disney World. That's where this whole thing is getting twisted up. And people are personally thinking I'm talking about them because they took their 90-year-old grandmother once before she croaked. Or... They think because, you know, they have a child that's, a, that's an autistic adult that that's who I'm talking about when I say a Disney adult that enjoys Disney. Or they think I'm talking about, you know, the kid, the, the man that could never go as a kid because they didn't have money and then he saved up his whole life and was able to go. That's not who I am talking about, guys. And honest to God, I am sorry if you, if people think that that's who I'm referring to. I was there myself. I was in Disney World myself with my family. I spent thousands of dollars to be there. My family and I love Disney. We love Disney movies. We, for, my daughter was at the doctor yesterday and got a sticker at the end of her visit. And they were like, what kind of sticker you want? And they're listing off all these stickers and they had Bluey. She's like, give me Bluey. I mean, we, and she's nine. She's not even little, little. She still loves Bluey. We love Disney. But not Disney World. And I wasn't talking about, like I said, the majority of the people that I think got the most offended is not who I was talking about. But I was talking about a certain demographic of Disney adult. I don't know what you call it. All I can describe it as somebody who is there multiple, multiple times a year is there to basically either be an influencer, they're a wannabe influencer, they're a vlogger, they're there just for the photo ops. Uh, like in the instance I was talking about, the photo op for see, to see Ariel. And they really don't do much else other than get the food, get the drinks, do the photo ops, and make content. And that's who I'm talking about, Okay. But listen, it's my bad that I didn't specify exactly who I'm telling to go fuck off. 
And it's my bad that I offended a huge community of the Disney world. But I will say that was not my intention. Uh, I'm not blaming the person who first stitched me that has the big following. She has like 500,000 followers. And I'm not blaming her, though. It was her stitch about a week after I made my video that kind of caused this 24-hour frenzy where that happened. Um, I'm not blaming her, but I will say in her stitched video, which was very nice. She wasn't rude. She wasn't disrespectful. Nothing, you know, very nice. She had a great take on it, which I agree with everything she said, but that's not who I was talking about. And I feel like if you're not familiar with my account and what I do and how I speak, and sometimes it's harsh. Yes, I'll call someone a motherfucker. I'll say, go fuck off. It's what I do. And sometimes it's harsh and, and sometimes it's rude and sometimes it's nasty. Like it's all those things. Um, but I wasn't speaking about all these instances of these sweet, tender moments that that woman was describing in her stitch. When I was in Disney World, this is honestly what I experienced. I didn't even talk about half of it in my videos. I didn't experience any of those tender, kind moments. I experienced people running to rides to get there as fast as possible. People pushing, people shoving. People pushing and shoving you, even though you were there with a small child. People getting right in front of you as you're there and you've been standing in a spot to see the parade uh, they and you're there with your small child, they'll just stand right in front of your small child and not even go, oh, so the child can't even see. I mean, it just, just very... Um, growing up, there was a band, a punk band, because I used to listen to music, punk music all the time. I still do. And it's called Me First and the Gimme Gimmies. And I always loved the title of their band. And it was very much... That phrase is what I experienced when I went to Disney World was me first and the gimme gimmies. That the, was the mentality when I was there. And I didn't feel the magic. I wanted to feel the magic. My family and I wanted to feel the magic. We spent thousands of dollars to hopefully feel the magic. We didn't feel the magic. We felt frustration. We felt aggravation. Um, we felt confusion. We were overwhelmed. We were hot. We were in awe. But magic, I didn't feel it. Now, I'm not saying that's anyone's fault other than Disney World's. Uh, but in that moment when I was describing what I experienced and I made several videos about it, I was frustrated and I was aggravated. And those were my honest feelings while I was there. And I'm sorry that I voiced that in a way that was rude. But also I think with the comments I received after this whole thing went down, and if you know, you know, I'm not going to repeat the disgusting comments I got, the comments that were under review that I didn't even publish because they were so fucking foul. Um, way worse than telling someone to get a life and fuck off. I will say there 
because I received those foul comments, it only proved to me that there is a group of people, I don't know who the fuck they are, but that go to Disney and are so enthused, Disney enthusiast, I don't know what you even call it, so in, obsessed, I don't, I don't even want to say obsessed, I don't know what it is with Disney and take it so personally, it's so much part of their identity that they will go for the jugular in their defense of their love of Disney. And that was something, those are the ones I'm talking about. Whoever they are, whatever their age is, whatever their socio-demographic is, I don't know, but those are the ones I'm talking about. And I very much felt that while I was there. While I was standing in that line, hardly any children, like I said, the majority was adults, younger adults in their 20s and adults, uh, they were drinking some of them smelled like alcohol. I don't know if the alcohol came from Magic Kingdom or Epcot or wherever you get alcohol. I don't know. I didn't drink alcohol while I was there, so I don't know. But they smelled of it. I didn't explain this in the TikTok. You only get three-minute videos. Uh, they were cursing. They were yelling. They were being obnoxious. Uh, they kept bumping into the stroller that I had. Even though my daughter was five, I did have a stroller for her because I knew she would not be able to stand the whole ride or the whole trip there, they kept bumping into it and not saying, I'm sorry, or excuse me. And it must've happened about 40 times. Uh, the foul language, which I of course use foul language, but not in front of my kid, especially when, you know, five-year-olds. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Why am I in this line? Why are any of us in this line, especially like I was completely turned off. And that's God's honest how I felt. I didn't get it. I just didn't get it. And that's what I was expressing in the TikTok. I'm sorry if it offended anyone. That's truly how I felt and still to this day feel. Um, I, you know, Sort of think I kind of get, if that makes sense, now why people took it so harsh. First of all, I think people were triggered not only by the words that I said, okay, but by the fact that I had a lemon filter on because so many of the comments that I got were complaining about the fact that I was using a lemon filter. And I think a lot of these people thought that I only put the lemon filter on just to say what I said about Disney. They didn't realize my entire account is always a lemon filter because, you know, when you when a video like that takes off, not everybody knows your account. They don't know, right? So I think a lot of people thought I was using a filter to just say what I said, which I obviously have always used the filter. Um, and... I think the fact that I did use a filter aggravated them even more because they really wanted to come down on me because of what I said, and they couldn't because I was using a filter. And so that really aggravated them. Uh, and then the woman that originally stitched it, and I'm not blaming her, like I said, she was kind and respectful, whatever, at first. Then she started getting a little weird. She stitched me a second time, really aggravated. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I didn't know who she was. I never saw her before. She had this huge following. And I'm like, 
Well, what does she do? What's going on here? Why am I getting all this nasty nut jobs saying all this crazy shit? I take a look at her account and I see that her whole existence on TikTok is, what do they call it? Doxing people. Consensual doxing. But people try to trip her up and say, oh, I bet you you can't find who I am or you can't find my birthday. And then she does this whole spiel about how she's able to find out who people are through their, you know, internet trail they leave. And that's when it hit me. And I was like, this is why I'm getting the vitriol that I'm getting. Because she must have not all her followers, but she must have a certain type of person that follows her that likes to stay anonymous online or wants to know how to keep themselves anonymous or whatever. And the worst accounts on Facebook, on Facebook, oh God, on TikTok are the anonymous ones. The ones that, you know, troll people and say the nastiest, most disgusting shit, they are always anonymous. And so I'm immediately like, well, that's why I'm getting what I'm getting. Because I could understand people writing to me and stitching my video being like, you're wrong. It's, it's Disney's for everyone. Disney's this. My personal experience, this is why I wait for Ariel, like whatever the reasons. But I didn't understand the disgusting hate, like death wishes, why you should have swallowed instead of reproduced. You didn't just, you're just because you shit out gremlins doesn't mean you're, you know, you guys know all the fucking not the breeder comments and everything else. And that's where I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. That's why I'm getting what I'm getting. That's at least my opinion. That's what I think. I'm not blaming her, but she must have a certain type of person that likes to follow that for a certain reason. So that after I see all that and I realize, all right, now it was about 24 hours of this feeding frenzy going on and I was fine with it. I was, you know, highlighting some disgusting things, making some comedy out of it because that's what I do on my page. That was another thing they didn't like. They didn't like the way I was handling it. They either wanted a full-blown three or 180 response, uh, turnaround, apologizing, begging for forgiveness, or they wanted me to, I don't know, get in arguments with them personally. Some of them would stitch me and then like tag me and tag me and tag me. Like they were almost wanting me to get in a confrontation with them back and forth, which I didn't do. If you saw, I didn't tag anybody. I didn't verbally use anybody's name. I didn't talk about any of them. I was just highlighting the disgusting things and then making some jokes out of it, using some music. Like it's a small world after all. And because I was doing that, that was aggravating them even more because it was almost like I was in antagonizing them. But I wasn't trying necessarily to antagonize them. I was trying to just make a light of the situation and also kind of be like, would you look at the comments I'm getting here? And these are people that, you know, love to go to Disney and feel the magic of Disney. And this is, this is the mouth. This is what's coming out of their mouths. You know, a little wake up call for all of us. Something's going on there. There's some, there's a reason why there is a why the word, the term Disney adult is used, and it is kind of like a slur term. We'll get into that. I did a whole little investigation on where the term Disney adult even came from and why. But, you know, I, that's what I was doing. I was trying to make light of the situation where that was getting snowballing out of control. Um, but they didn't like that. 
they didn't like that I was handling it that way. And then it turned into, you know, I'm making fun of people with mental illness and just, it, it was just like, because, and if you looked at the comments, every single person said they are, they're going there to heal their inner child. Everybody said they go there to heal their inner child. Listen, not everybody goes to Disney World. You can't all be going there to heal your inner child. So it was either that was what was said or that they could never afford it until they were an adult. Those were literally the two reasons. And they were all just repeating the same reasons. So it could be true, obviously, in some of the cases. Is it true for every single person that goes to Disney? No. You could just come out and say you enjoy going to Disney. I don't need like, you know, the American Idol uh, voice story that goes with it that gets you on the show, the sob story, you know, like that's like what I was getting. Um, And it doesn't mean because I'm laughing about these comments and making fun of these gross comments that I don't have empathy for people like that. Of course I do. I'm not a fucking monster. It's just I, people were overusing those excuses to where now it's like, really guys, you're healing your inner child and you're telling me that I should have swallowed instead of reproduced. Like, what is going on here? You know what I mean? Like, we can't. Anyways. So because I wasn't giving what they wanted in my reaction, you know, it only, I think, made it worse in that moment. Maybe I should have just not have responded whatsoever. I don't know if that would have helped. Uh, I could have completely done an apology. I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is that about day after all this went on, uh, the first creator that stitched me decided for some reason to stitch me again. Another, like one of my response videos where I was like, you know, trying to be comical about all the hate I was getting. And that's when, and then on that video, she got tens of thousands of views. And and on her original stitch, she got hundreds of thousands of views. So now it's like piling on. And in her second stitched video, she was angry. So in the first stitched video, she was all kind and nice and ah. And in the second stitched video, she was aggravated and agitated and mad that I wasn't literally saying responding how she wanted me to respond to her stitch. Um, and, you know, said, oh, you you made seven videos and almost acting like I made seven videos about her. I didn't make any videos about her. I didn't even name her. I didn't name any of them, any of them that were stitching me or saying whatever they were saying. I didn't go to their comment section and get in arguments with them or get in arguments with anybody. All I was doing was showing the disgusting comments that I was getting and and kind of making fun of it all. And I guess that aggravated her because they wanted me, I guess they wanted to beat me into submission or something. They wanted me to say, oh my God, you know what? You're right. I didn't think about people that, you know, bring their autistic adult child. And I didn't think about people that bring grandma when she's 90 before she dies. And I didn't think about someone who saves up their whole life. And I'm sorry. And you know what? I could have done that. I thought it was obvious that I'm not talking about people like that. But this is what TikTok does. It takes things and twists it out of contents. Nobody contacts. Nobody can think in nuance. 
everything is taken to the extreme. For example, um, when this was all going on, I was watching a live of a creator. I'm not going to say who it is. She is a mom on there and she was cooking dinner. Okay. And she, I've watched her page grow from like 40, 50,000 followers when I started following her a few months ago to now she's got like 200,000. And I really enjoyed this creator watching her just do her mom thing, right? And as this craziness is going on in these 24 hours, I was watching her live and she's cooking. And as she's cooking, she is being forgetful and like forgetting what she's doing or forgetting what she's saying whatever because she was getting distracted And she said, and I'm just saying this to repeat, well, now I'm on a podcast, so I don't have to worry about getting violations or anything. But she said, she kept saying, oh, I'm so retarded. I I keep forgetting what I'm doing. I'm so retarded, guys. I'm sorry. And she said that multiple times. Now, listen, when I was growing up, when a lot of us were growing up, that was a phrase that was used just like gay, Gay was a word that was used to be like, oh, that's so gay, meaning that's so dorky, that's so uncool. That's how that word was used. Now you would never say that. Retarded was used in that same kind of way. Like say you're driving in a car and you it's a one-way street and you need to get a, whatever and you go, oh, this is so retarded. I can't drive down the street. I got to go around the whole building. Like that's like the context of how that word used to be used. Now, no, 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 no. You don't say that word for any reason, for any context. I know that. Um, My child knows that. I don't even know if my child even knows what the R word is because that's how never, it's hardly ever used, right? But this woman who's younger than me, but doesn't matter, she just in a way innocently just says this while she's on the live, while I'm watching her trying to take my mind off of the insanity that was going on. And several people in the live mentioned like, oh my God, you need to apologize, da, da, da. And she's not really even reading the comments because she's cooking and her moderators are trying to do whatever. And then eventually she sees people saying, you know, how, can, how come you're not, whatever, holding her accountable in the comments. She doesn't know what they're talking about. So she's like, what did I say? I don't know what I said. They tell her, you said the word, the R word. She's like, what is the R word? She still don't even know. They're like retarded. You're not supposed to say retarded. She's like literally genuinely, oh my God, I didn't know that was a thing. And then she says, guys, just let me live. Just let me live my life. You guys are always on my case. If I And she's not a problematic at all TikToker. She's like, you know, you come on here and tell me I'm not cooking something right or you do this and you tell me whatever, I'm too fat, I'm too this. And, and, you know, so I said something is retarded. I don't know that nowadays that that's considered bad. So this is what she says, right? Now, I'm sitting here watching this full-ass grown woman defend her use of saying that word that I know, and I'm 43, that you cannot go there and say ever, She's clueless to the fact, and she's younger than me in her 30s, that she can't say that word, but still. And I'm looking at this going, they're coming after me because I said, go get a fucking life, Disney adults. That's the worst thing I could say. 
and then make fun of all the nasty comments I'm getting. But this one, with 200 something thousand followers that everybody loves, that everybody thinks is such a fantastic creator, is defending her use of the word retarded over and over again in her live, even though she didn't know it was a good thing to, you know, you can't say that. She still was like, oh, get off my case. And in that moment, I'm like, TikTok is crazy. TikTok is just, I, I don't get it. And, and I don't know if I ever will. I don't know if anyone can get it. But like also what's going on uh, recently with Cakegate and that woman, you know, she made the crappy sprinkle cakes, which they were crappy. But like they're ready to take down her whole business. They're giving her terrible Yelp reviews or they're, they're investigating. She had other businesses in this town. There's like fucking Reddit threads and all this shit about her. And I'm just like, the lady was just making shitty sprinkle cakes. She's complaining how she got a customer complaint and she made, she made a TikTok about it. And people are investigating her life. Like TikTok is crazy, right? So anyways, I'm watching this. I'm thinking to myself, they're coming after me. Meanwhile, this one's on a live using the word retarded over and over again. And I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting the shit from the, anyways. So after I get the second stitch and I was like, all right, this is just getting worse now because this woman has a huge following and she's stitching me again a second time. I had to make a response video to her. I duetted her. And I was basically just like, what is like, get it? Like, what do you want from me, ma'am? Why, if I'm, you're that bothered by my, like, why are you all over my account? I don't know who you are. I'm not even speaking your name. You're multiple times stitching me. Like, what do you want? My fucking blood? What do you want here? And I realized what they wanted was me to just completely submit and apologize and say I was wrong for what I said and I shouldn't have been so harsh. And of course, part of me feels that way. Part of me, I know what I was referring to when I said what I said, and I wasn't referring to every person that ever visited Disney World ever. But another part of me is like, I kind of meant what I said. In that moment when I was there and what I was feeling, I kind of meant what I said about all these people in this line. Yeah, I kind of did. So I'm not going to fully, I'm not going to just lay down and be like, you know what, I was completely wrong. I'm sorry, because I, I meant what I said. I know what I saw. I know what I experienced. I know what I felt. And I know what the people that were with felt the same thing. My in-laws from Germany were like, never again. And don't, like, they they were more floored than I was. They couldn't understand it. They're like, this is an American thing. Yes, they have Disney all over the world. But they were like, this is, like, they were like, this is, it's on another level. And they traveled the whole world all over. Over My father-in-law does tours in Vietnam three times a year. He gives tours to Germans in Vietnam. He's like, I've seen a lot of shit in my life. Because Germans are big-time world travelers. He's like, I had never saw anything like this. And he meant what he said. So I know it wasn't me being an asshole. It Was I an asshole in my delivery and how I said what I said? Probably, yeah. But I was also like just venting to my follower like people take things so literal and personal especially on tiktok it's so fucked up and weird 
Anyways, so then I don't even know how I see it. Oh, I start getting violations. I start getting violations because, uh, and, and not even violations on the Disney videos. No, not those videos. And not the video where I said fuck off or whatever. I start getting violations on like old videos. I'm getting these notices. Like vid- nothing to do with Disney. And all I can think is either these people are mass reporting every video I say the word fuck in. Because I also saw Rosie O'Donnell during this time made a video or something about how she got banned from going live recently because in a live she said fuck you to somebody somebody was in her comments that said something I don't even know what and her response was fuck you and she got taken off the live and she said she got banned for seven days from being able to do live and she goes I guess you can't say the word fuck you can't tell somebody fuck you listen So I guess people were going through my thing, looking for anything and everything they could report. And they were. And I was starting to get violations. And I knew, here we go. Anytime now, this shit's going to get cut off. And then I'm on there. This was the next day. I don't even know how I see this comment. All of a sudden, out of all the comments I get, I just pop in to see this one little sentence comment. And it says, a family member of my uh, name, someone in my family's name. And the comment says, let's say the name is Susie. It says, what would Susie think of all this? And when I tell you my heart went to my stomach, that is not even an accurate description. It was like a wave of panic washed over me. And in that moment, I was like frozen. I didn't know what to do because it was pure fear. It was pure fear. And all I can equate it to is like when, like your arm gets chopped off and you have to put a tourniquet on to stop the bleeding. And so all I could think to do was switch my account to private. I know it's not going to fix the problem, but it would stop a lot of the bleeding. So I did it. Then I changed my username immediately so that if people were searching for me as they hear this, you know, craziness go on they wouldn't at least be able to maybe not find my account as easily or whatever I don't know I was like panicked in that moment I didn't even know what to do I changed the username I go to the account that said what they said it's an anonymous account triple zero account meaning zero following zero followers zero likes I saw that that account I was able to find out it was just made that day so that account was just made to leave that comment And I had a million thoughts go through my head. Could this be somebody I know? Because you know, if you follow me, the whole reason I'm a fucking lemon filter or I was a lemon filter on that app is because I have crazy relatives in my family that are like internet stalkers that have stalked my life and the life of my mother, my brother, and some of us for years. Back to when I was a kid in, you know, in high school and and college, they, uh, one of them would call our phone and do a prank phone call on our house phone every day for years until we finally had the police help us out and figure out what phone number it was and we figured out it was my cousin's phone number this is what this family did they're fucking whacked and over the course of my life online i've had to block them i've had to not use my profile picture i had to change names on facebook i've had when i did have a little crafting business and shit like that years ago they would leave bad reviews on like pretend they were a customer and they got a product that fell apart like just they're nuts 
they're nuts and uh, make up fake accounts, all kinds of shit. So could it have been one of them that recognized my voice? You know how I had, if you follow me, the friend that recognized my voice from my viral video with Gwyneth Paltrow. So could it have been a family member that recognized me? Sure. Could have been one of them. It could have been my friend that fucking remembered me from, you know, when that said, oh, is that you and Noid Lemon from the Gwyneth Paltrow video? Could have been that person. I don't know. They could have told somebody. I don't know. Could it have been this person that doxes people? And she made a fake account and did that just because she was mad and, wanted, and, and looked me up and wanted to threaten me with this veiled threat. What would Susie think about all this? I don't know. Could have been. Is it a coincidence? You got a person who doxes people that also loves Disney. I don't know. Could it have been one of her followers? Because that's probably the type of person she attracts. Like I said, not every single person she watches or that watches her, but some of them because they're into being anonymous online. I don't know. Maybe. The point is, I don't know. I don't know who the fuck that was. I don't know who that account was. I don't know. And so about an hour after this is all going down and my head is fucking spinning and I'm actually at an event with my kid trying to be focused on what I'm doing with my kid, but I couldn't. I get notification that my account's been uh, banned. No, no, no. What do they call it? Suspended for 48 hours. And then a couple hours after that, I find out the account's been deactivated due to hateful and abusive behavior. And I'm going to be quite honest, like in that moment, I was relieved because I was like, you know what? Thank you. You did me a favor because I was in the middle of a fucking crisis. I mean, TikTok didn't even know about what, you know, this other shit. And I did. I felt relief in that moment because I was like, you know what? Good, because I don't know what's going on here. I don't know who this person is, whoever it is, whether it's someone I know or not. It's a fucked up thing to do and say. I mean, they didn't specifically give a threat, but in my opinion, it was a veiled threat. Just saying, what would Susie think of all this? You know, what the fuck are you trying to say with something like that? And I was glad in that moment that it was deactivated because, you know, I was like, you know what? It's getting out of control. I can handle a certain amount of hate. You know I can. I've done it before. I've, you know... Harry and Megan, I got a lot of hate with the shit I would say about that. People saying they're a, I'm not, you know, I'm not a hugger, just like William. Well, remember all those videos? If you remember, I got a lot of hate for those. Those went viral. Um, a lot of different, different stuff, you know. But this was like was the first time I had people personally like threatening me and personally saying foul, foul, foul things. Worse than just, I'd rather you tell me fuck you to my face all day than say things like, you know, breeder, you shit out some gremlins, you should have swallowed instead of reproduce, you know, and then of course the comment with my kids. So I was like, this is, this reached a level of I don't understand. So I was relieved when that all happened. Now, in the days since, I'm trying, you know, I feel relief. I also was trying to understand what is going on with this Disney World shit. And why are some of these people, not all, but some of them, so intensely obsessed with it to this level that they would personally take such personal offense when I didn't single anyone out, right? It was just a generalization. My bad on my part that I 
you know, painted with such a broad brush, the word dis the term Disney adult. I shouldn't have done that. I should have been more specific in the moment to what I was seeing. But why? Everyone took offense. Everyone that's ever visited Disney took offense. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? And I'm not the only one that said this. So I've seriously, because you know who I am. I'm the context police. I'm researching all kinds of shit. I look into it. The phenomenon of Disney adults. When did it start? How did it start? And I got a whole bunch of shit to say. Not a whole bunch, but I'm about to tell you what I found. So the phrase Disney adult didn't really start until the 2017, not that long ago, five, six years ago. And it was actually started by Disney World. They had it in a lot of their disclaimers for certain tickets and passes and times when things would be allowed. And they used the phrase, it was when it was first used, where they said, like, if you're a Disney adult not traveling with anyone under the age of 21, bop, 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 like on their websites and their different things. So that's where the phrase started. It came from Disney, an adult without kids, okay? Around that same year, uh, the YouTube channel College Humor made a video of this guy that was dating a girl who they say in the video was a Disney adult, and it makes fun of her the whole time and, like, how she is obsessed and behaves with Disney and how the the poor boyfriend's got to deal with all her wackiness. So that was the first viral video on YouTube by College Humor where Disney adult was actually used in a negative way, making fun of Disney enthusiasts, okay? Also around that same year, um, the phrase Disney adult was used by a blogger. I think the blog was called Pixie Dust and Polka Dots. She was like a Disney blogger and she was basically saying how great it is to be a Disney adult because you can drink you can eat snacks whenever you want and ice cream and you're not a kid in Disney World and you can enjoy all these different things you know without having the limits on you as if you were a kid so it's around 2017 when these phrases starting to pop up and of course before 2017 there was adults going to Disney without kids and it was like a subculture of people who were very, very much into Disney, Disney groupies, Disney fans, whatever you want to call it, right? Well, then it wasn't until like 2020. So this is, you guys, very new. Three years ago, when the Urban Dictionary actually put the phrase Disney adult into the Urban Dictionary, they added the phrase. And the the definition of what they called a Disney adult is not a positive one. Uh, when they, you know, how they do that thing where you use it in a sentence. I'm going to tell you right now, um, unless they've updated it. Let's go to the Urban Dictionary. And we'll type in Disney adult. But I'll, it basically says, like, it uses it in a sentence in a way that's like a negative way. So let's see. Disney adults. All right, bear with me. Here we go. Um, And this is their definition. A millennial, so it's specific, it's targeting that millennial, you know, age. 
without kids that can't stop talking about Disney, including the movies and the parks. Even if they do have kids, they're still way more obsessed with it than their kids would ever be. They probably engage in casual Disney bounding. I didn't know what the fuck Disney bounding is, but basically that is a way where people dress like Disney characters, but without being obviously dressed like the character. So say they want to dress like Goofy, they might use the colors of Goofy in their outfit, but they don't fully dress like, it's like a creative way. So these people are engaging in Disney bounding and they visit the theme parks multiple times a year. They are obsessed with everything Disney and probably have a Mickey Mouse bumper sticker and or tattoo. One of the most terrifyingly intense people you will ever encounter. Guys, that is the definition of a Disney adult in Urban Dictionary. So... It is not me, Annoyed Lemon, that came up with this thought of how I'm annoyed by some of these people. It's a thing, way before I ever even said anything. So if that's a surprise to people that love Disney, I don't know what to tell you. It's a thing out there, okay? Um, And then they use it in a sentence. That Disney adult over there won't shut up about theme park trivia. They use it in a sentence. So there you go. So I find this out that around 2020, Urban Dictionary adds it into, you know, their dictionary. Now, here is where it gets interesting. There's a professor at Lehigh University. Her name is Jody Eichler Levine, and she's a religious studies professor, right? So she studies mainly uh, the Jewish religion, but all types of religion. And she took it upon herself in the last couple years, year or two, to research Disney adults. The way she researches different religions and the, and the practices and the people of those religions. Think about this. She's researching Disney adults like she researches other religions. And she basically comes up with a finding that says these people, whether they realize it or not, Think about Disney, Disney World, and all anything Disney, like anyone thinks about their religion. And that's how closely they are to it. That's how it becomes so much of their entire identity, as some people who their, their religion becomes their entire identity. And that's how they will, they, why they take such huge personal offense when things are negatively said about them or about Disney or whatever, because it is, it, it emotes the same emotions in them and the same um, thoughts and everything as someone with their religion. So here are some of the things she says. She says, many of uh, the Disney fans I have observed in person and online find immense meaning in the parks. Some will get married there. Some will mourn the loss of, you know, dead relatives there. They go to Disney to celebrate if they survived cancer. They go there to Disney as their last trip before they die. The way many people around the world do so with their religion, visiting Mecca, visiting, you know, if you're a Muslim, visiting the Wailing Wall, if you're a Jew, 
many of these people will visit Disney World in that same type of way. It emotes the same emotion. And she says, religion is just a way of making meaning in the world through stories and rituals, which is very much what Disney World is to these people. She's not judging them. She's just explaining what she found. Um, She started a thread. She talks about it. She got a lot of criticism and mockery for equating Disney World with a religion because people were like, hello, it is a corporation. It's not a religion. And this is nothing more than obsessive um, capitalism. And she says, yes, it is capitalism, but all religions are intertwined with capitalism. They sell things, music, all different kinds of stuff. She said, so it's really no different there. Um, and she says that uh, it's dangerous to diminish a Disney adult's feelings about Disney because they truly believe that this is such an intense, close, positive thing in their life. So if you diminish it, it's similar to diminishing in a way the way a person thinks about their religion. Uh, She says she's seen people cry during fireworks, the fireworks at Epcot and stuff, the same way they cry during, you know, mass or, uh, you know, a pastor preaching or things like that, a rabbi speaking. Uh, So um, she even says that, um, hold on one second. You know, they think about Walt Disney in the way that um, in the Bible they speak about either Jesus. Seriously, like this is the way this woman, this is how she felt in her findings. And like, like I said, like visiting Disney World is like the ultimate like going to Mecca for them. And so it's taken very, very seriously when they speak about, you know, feeling the magic of Disney World. Like that's something Disney adults or people that enjoy Disney will always talk about is the magic. I felt the magic. She said that's similar to somebody talking about like in a, I don't know, evangelical church talking about how they felt the Holy Spirit touch them. And she says it's all emoting and the same feelings as a religion. And so when she, when I read this whole article, so this was in, um, there's a few of them out there. You can just Google her name, um, Professor Jody Eichner Levine. Uh, when I read this, I was like, holy shit. This, I understand now why when I would say what I said, From some of these people I got, and really from everyone, I got the reaction that I got because this is how much Disney means to them, right? And um, so she just goes on to describe all the different things like that. Now, what I also looked into was why does Disney mean so much to them? Like how, why? And I found out that when Walt Disney started Disneyland in 1955, in California and Disney World in 1971 in Florida. Um, Obviously, it's for kids. It's a cartoon. It's, you know, a fantasy land, whatever. It's pretend. 
but that he always spoke about the importance of marketing to adults because adults are the ones with the money and adults are the ones that are going to make the decision of whether it's worth it or not to spend that money there. So you have to make them feel like there's something there for them too. Otherwise, they're going to be like, I'm not wasting my time or my money traveling here and blah, blah, blah. So he understood that importance. But it wasn't until he was gone and in the 1990s that the Walt Disney Corporation took that marketing to adults to another level in the 90s, like I said. And they started doing all these resorts and these clubs and these bars and these Disney after darks and these things that were much, 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 much more geared toward adults than the kids. And since the 90s, ever since, it has been this evolution of Disney for adults than Disney for kids. You have the drink around the world at Epcot and like all this stuff. There's so many more rides now that are not kid-friendly, especially young kid-friendly, than that used to be. And often many people argue whether Walt Disney, would, would he like it or not, the way it's kind of morphed into this, it's really for adults. It's not really for kids anymore. Like, would Walt Disney still be in agreement with how strongly it's been marketed to adults? I don't know. It is a corporation, and it is making a shit ton of money hand over fist every single friggin' year, except obviously during the pandemic. So, you know, I don't know. But um, that's something to be said now. Back to the Disney adult definition, when they say it's a millennial, it's now considered also some older Gen Zers are in there as well. And the difference between them and like me, I'm not necessarily a millennial. I was born in 1979. I'm not really Gen X and I'm not really a millennial. I'm like the in-between phase when one generation was phasing out and another was coming in. That's when I was born. Um, which in my opinion is the best time to be born, but that's a whole nother podcast. Uh, and the younger, the millennials and the younger millennials, especially in the older Gen Zers, their whole lives since the day they were born has been nothing but Disney. It's Disney is a 24 hour channel. When I was young, there wasn't a 24 hour Disney channel. There wasn't a 24 hour, any kind of channel when I was young, but the millennials and the Gen Zers, that's how they were. It was in their face, shoved in their face since the day they were born, since babies. Disney, 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 Disney. Especially late 90s, early 2000s, into 2010 and whatever. These are the heydays of Disney World. Disney shows, Disney, you know, TV shows, Disney movies. It's when just this explosion, explosion, explosion of marketing into Disney, um, you know, with the movie Frozen and this Moana, just, it's just really like this explosion of Disney and then to where it is today. And so if you were raised in that time where it was this explosion, Disney is huge, you know, part of your identity. And so this, I found that online that's why it means so much to those particular generations, um, because it was, for lack of, it was forced down their throats, basically. Uh, Disney made sure of it in the marketing. I read all about it during that time. It was pushed hard. And um, also, I found out that Disney adults, not all the time, but a lot of the time, 
what I read online is it's a lot of people who, for whatever reason, could be multiple different reasons or a big reason, little reasons, whatever, don't love the idea of becoming whatever a full-grown adult is, whatever the ideal of becoming a full-grown adult is. So like they don't want to lose the spirit, the magic as they call it, or whatever of be of a childhood, of a playful childhood, of a, you know, having fun. They feel like anything that is leaving that world of like fantasy and dress up and cutesy, kitschy, you know, outfits and towels around your home and Mickey on the wall and whatever, they don't want to transition into this other, you know, next part of their lives. Um, they want to keep it going forever. And there's nothing wrong with that, obviously. But what I read was usually people that are the ones that are considered these Disney obsessed adults have issue with, you know, moving on to a next part of their life without that being involved in it. Whereas for me, I watched Disney movies as a kid for sure. Uh, when I was in high school, I was in the choir for years and I sang so many Disney movies. I know every word to Little Mermaid, all the songs, Beauty and the Beast, all the songs, I had to sing them. Um, but I wasn't like watching Disney movies over and over and over and over and over again. None of my friends were. I don't have memory of that. It, it didn't seem like to become a huge thing until like the 2000s. And that's when that's with the marketing, that's what I saw too, is it started really amping up. So I missed that as a child. Um, I was watching like Saved by the Bell and things like that. I, w- and I, was, I wasn't in, the, there wasn't a lot of Disney as a child growing up for me or, or anyone I knew. So I, we, I missed that whole boat. So, okay, that could be why, big part of why I don't get it because I didn't, grow up in that time frame where it was shoved in my face all the time. And so there you go. Those are my findings about Disney adults. Now, some of the other things I find that I found why people take issue with Disney adults, why it bothers people so much, a Disney enthusiast, a Disney obsessed person, whatever you want to call it. There's multiple reasons. One is because it's extremely expensive. Disney World, visiting the parks, the merchandise, the food, all everything about it is extremely expensive. Nobody's going to argue about that. And so a lot of people almost find it offensive that a person is willing to spend so much money on something and not just one time, but over and over and over again, multiple times a year. So this really, it says, rubs people the wrong way that they're willing to give a corporation so much of their time and energy and money multiple times a year. And a lot of people get rubbed the wrong way about that. Again, this is what I'm reading. You can Google this type of stuff for yourself. Another reason why people take issue with Disney adults is Disney's no stranger to controversy over the years. Um, there's multiple different times when Disney's been under scrutiny and speculation. It's always been a running theme that people have said they don't pay their cast members nearly enough money, um, to deal with what they deal with. There's all kinds of issues with, you know, animal rights activists against, um, the animal kingdom. 
there's uh, people, Disney's been sued many, 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 many times and lost lawsuits of all different sorts many, many, many times. Um, There's just a lot of controversy surrounding Disney. And so some people feel like Disney adults turn a blind eye to anything negative about Disney and they and they look at it as like Disney can never do anything wrong. And so that rubs people the wrong way because they feel like you're just you're 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 so brainwashed by the capitalism, you know, the branding and the marketing of Disney that you know there are things that aren't great that need work and it's okay to say that. So that's another thing I found that people that's why they don't like Disney adults. Um And one of the last things that rubs people the wrong way is with Disney adults is that they feel that um, they're not cultured. So the consensus is like, it's a very American thing. I'm trying to be nice in what I'm saying. I don't know why, but that it's a very obnoxious American thing to be obsessed with. While, yes, Disney's all over the world because people from all over the world want to visit Disney, it's a very American thing to visit Disney over and over and over again, multiple times in a year, buy so much Disney merchandise, make your whole identity about Disney. And a lot of times, especially non-Americans like my German family that look at Disney adults and people that are that obsessed with it and enthused with it, fans, whatever. And they say, this is why Americans don't know anything about the world because they would rather invest all their time and all their money going to a theme park, which is fantasy, which is not even real world. And why don't Americans invest that same passion and money and time into actually seeing the real world around them because it's so much better. And so those are like the main three reasons why Disney adults rub people the wrong way. Now, you can see I did my fucking research on this shit. And there is a whole lot more. You just go on Google yourself and look like Disney adults, why people don't like Disney adults. You find all kinds of articles written. There was even articles written. There was one from the Daily Beast a couple years ago who says that the heart of the GOP party in this country, America, is full of Disney adults. So it's a political thing, but then when I was on TikTok, I certainly wasn't getting comments from those in the GOP. I was getting comments because I could tell from the other side. I don't give a fucking shit what side they were from. The comments I was getting was fucking nasty. Um, I'm, just so you know, a Democrat myself. I voted for Joe Biden, but in the comments, I was called a MAGA whore. So girl, I don't know what the fuck is going on with Disney World. I think Disney World don't even know what's going on with Disney World. That was my whole point of the whole thing. Like the video I watched on YouTube, the history of Fast Pass, the documentary you made me watch, that guy even says at the end, Disney World has grown into such a monster that not even the executives at Disney World know how to fucking handle it. And that's what I believe, honestly, to this day. So that is my whole spiel on the fucking Disney adults, okay? (sighs) Again, I'm sorry that I upset so many people. I'm sorry I was so harsh in my delivery of my frustrations, but I'm not gonna be sorry about what I was frustrated about because it honest was truly what I was feeling in that moment and I'm allowed to say that, okay? 
Um, to the person that, you know, wrote that comment, if you ever read this or read this, listen to this. You know, just honestly get a life for real. I'm even nervous to even put this podcast out there because I don't know what I can expect from a person like that. Like, are they going to, I don't know. All I know is I didn't do nothing wrong. I didn't, I did, I'm not a criminal, I'm not nothing. I'm allowed to have an opinion and I'm allowed to say, fuck you. Maybe I'm not allowed to say, fuck you on TikTok. And that's why my account got deactivated. But I could say here on my podcast. Okay, there we go. End of story. To my listeners, I'm glad if you found me. Yay. You could spread the word, but don't spread it too much. I don't need all those whack jobs coming over here and giving my podcast a one-star rating review or whatever, because that's probably what they would do. And I certainly don't need any more fucking whack jobs trying to, like, dox me or whatever the hell for whatever reasons. They want my, like, what do they want? My fucking firstborn that I already had? They can't have that. I want my blood. I don't know what these people want. It was crazy. It's a lot worse things to worry about in the world. Maran nami. But that's the story. So... I'm going to try to put out a podcast episode once every week. Uh, the next thing I'm going to talk about next week, what do you think? What do you think? Guys, the fucking coronation is next week. You know I'm going to talk about it. I'm either going to come on and I'm going to either record a podcast while I watch the coronation live and give my thoughts while I watch or right after. But I'm going to make a podcast. My next episode is going to be about the coronation. We're going to talk all about it because I can't wait to see what the hell happens. I really can't wait. I have a feeling that Harry is just going to dip in and dip out. That's it. I don't think he's going to be at all the things. I would be surprised. I think he's good. Plus, because it's, you know, his son's birthday, Archie's birthday. He's going to dip in and dip out and go back to right to California, back to Megan. So anyways, we'll talk about it in the next episode. Thanks for finding me. You will only find me here. I will no longer be on any forms of social media. I don't want to be a part of it. It's insanity. It's insanity. And if you're still over on, you know, TikTok and different places and you see people start to get out of control, like how they're all going after this poor woman with the cake, just, just be, you know, just don't chime in when people are piling on like that. You can have your opinions and you could disagree But the piling on is absolutely disgusting and it for sure will become the downfall of our society. And that I think is the reason why some of these people want to ban TikTok because there is a potential there for things to get out of fucking control for sure. So anyways, have a great day or night, whatever. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Goodbye.